Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 5, Chapter 50. Philip does all he can to help his disciples. The concourse of people grew still greater at that period, and the work of the oratory flourished. And so he introduced a new custom for the daily increasing crowds. First of all, he would read a book or get someone else to read it, dealing with spiritual matters. Having done that, he would question one or two or even more of the gathering about the points raised in what had been read, such as the virtues to be cultivated, the vices to be avoided, and the like. When they had given their answer with appropriate modesty, Philip would sum it all up very briefly, without any pompous or complicated language, but very simply and straightforwardly. He was so ardent in speaking about divine matters that the hearts of his hearers were inflamed. And he was wonderfully effective in making them take up devotion, as well as strengthening the determination of those who had already given themselves over to Christ. Once the divine discourses were over, like a wise and good shepherd, Philip used to lead his flock into fresh pastures. They most often went to the church of Santa Maria Sopra Minerva. And there with him, they followed the divine office of the day, as well as sometimes attending matins at night. This custom was retained when the institute of our oratory was transferred first to the church of San Giovanni de Fiorentini, and then to our home at Santa Maria in Vallicella. At these places, everything was done according to the set pattern laid down by our father Philip, and it was carried out exactly. Here, I might add that Philip was so eager to incite his sons in Christ to apply themselves to prayer, that through his own prayers, he fired their hearts most wonderfully. Let me give an example. During that period, one of them called Simon was praying in his bedroom. And since Philip was interceding for him, he was so suddenly overwhelmed with heavenly delight that the whole hour which he spent in prayer seemed to him but a minute. And he was filled with joy to the extent that he determined to pray without ceasing. Nor should I admit to tell what Marzio Altieri used to say. He was a Roman nobleman who left this world to join himself to Christ with great fortitude during the reign of Pope Paul III. That when he was in Philip's room, he was bathed in such delight that the room no longer looked like a bedroom, but an earthly paradise. He was someone who attained such a degree of holiness that like Moses, he was barely able to speak about the things of God being overwhelmed by the spirit. He was moreover so kind to the poor that he would give them the blankets off his own bed. He also followed Philip in this, 
that when he spoke to men's hearts, he fired them with the love of God and impelled their souls to the desire of virtue. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, apostle of Rome, choicest of priests, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does it mean when Saint Philip was wonderfully effective in making them take up devotion? Well, we have to remember that devotion is a perfection of divine love. If divine love and sanctifying grace enables us to keep the commandments, the Ten Commandments, to stay in a state of grace and not commit a mortal sin, that's the kind of basic Christian life. If you want to enter into life, Jesus said to the rich young man, keep the commandments. Which commandments, the rich man said. And Jesus then listed the second half of the Ten Commandments. And the rich young man said, I've done all this from my youth. What else is necessary? Well, what else is necessary is what's meant by this word devotion. Devotion makes us not just keep the commandments, but it makes us keep them promptly, readily, with delight. And not just to keep the commandments, but to follow the other inspirations that God gives us, especially to follow more closely his desire for us to be chaste, his desire for us to not be attached to riches, his desire for us to be obedient. So devotion is, as Francis de Sales says, the perfection of the flame. If charity is like the flame, devotion is the springing forth of the flame, touching other parts of our life, warming other parts of our life. In other words, St. Philip was trying to get people not just to do the bare minimum, he was trying to get them to lead a more devout life, to voluntarily take up the practices that would help them to promptly, easily, and with delight follow the Lord. That's what the, Jesus told the rich young man. Sell what you have and then come follow me, to follow me closely. That's what the devout life is. Being very attentive to everything the Lord might ask of us. So Philip was first of all trying to get people to be devout. And then if they were already devout, that is trying to follow these more perfect counsels of the Lord, these other inspirations. He then wanted to strengthen them with the determination. So give yourself over to Christ, step one. Step two, you start doing that. The honeymoon period wears off. This isn't so wonderful as I thought, or that the feelings are gone. 
then we need determination not to give up. And that's what St. Philip was especially concerned about. And how did he do it? Well, he had such a large crowd and the, and the idea came to him to talk from a book, to take up one of the great spiritual classics and to read from it and then to ask questions about it, to get other people to give their opinions. This is why St. Philip got called the Roman Socrates, because he was wonderful at asking questions like Socrates was of old. And he would ask questions and elicit the answers and draw people out like a teacher. And then he himself would sum up, he would speak in order to inflame their hearts. And where do we see that language of inflaming hearts before? Well, on the road to Emmaus. When the two disciples on Easter Sunday night were walking, leaving Jerusalem, going to Emmaus, and Jesus drew near them. He asked them, what are you talking about? And they said, are you the only one, the only foreigner, they didn't recognize him, who hasn't heard what has happened in these days? Jesus of Nazareth? And Jesus says, what things? How he's a prophet, how, how he was crucified and killed, and we thought he was the Messiah. And then Jesus said, Oh, how slow of heart you are to believe. And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he made known to them all the things in the scriptures concerning himself. And then later on, those two disciples said, were not our hearts burning within us as he talked to us on the road and opened to us the scriptures? So this idea of hearts being inflamed, inflamed with what? Well, the Holy Spirit, who appears as the fire who transforms what he touches. So Philip's method was heart speaking to heart. From the Holy Spirit that was in his heart, he would try to speak to the hearts of those who heard him by means of this book, by means of this content, by means of the gospel of Christ handed down in these traditional ways by these spiritual classics. And then when the discourses were over, he would lead them out, usually to sing the divine office, especially with the Dominicans. So tonight, as we try to follow St. Philip's own method in a slightly different way, in a slightly different format, in a slightly different time, let's ask St. Philip to pray for us, that we might be devout like Simon in tonight's reading. And we also might be devout like Mr. Altieri, if St. Philip could help men in his day become devout, full of the Holy Spirit, so he can help us here and now. For he said his mission was to help people be saints in their own homes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.